Shkalem, Perik Dalet, Mishnah Zion, 4-7, and we continue on our off-topic excursus regarding sanctifying objects, being maktish them. So the question that our Mishnah wants to answer is, what do you do when a person consecrates a variety of items, and amongst those items is an animal which could be brought as an offering as a korban? So the question is, since everything else for sure is being invested with Kedushas Bedeka bias, as we explained in the previous Mishnah, that means that it's going to go to the economic benefit of the base of Mikdash, and they will monetize it as they see fit. The question is, what's with the animals that are also included in the variety of items that were consecrated? Are those invested also with just Bedeka bias, Kedusha, meaning that I'm contributing the animals for the economic benefit of the base of Mikdash to do whatever they want with it? Or am I intending that this animal now is given to the base of Mikdash in a higher level, meaning it's to be brought as an, an offering? And specifically, that would be an Ola, where applicable, a, a holy burnt offering, because that's when you're giving something, a voluntary gift. You have two possibilities for Karbanos. The, the Zevach the animal could be brought as an Ola or as a Shlamim. Shlamim means that the person who brings it gets to eat it afterwards, or a lot large, a large, a large of it gets to be eaten by him. An old is totally burned, so the assumption is that that's the higher and better carbon in terms of if you're trying to be making a self-sacrifice and contributing to the base of Mikdash, so that it makes sense you'd give an Ola. The question is when a person doesn't specify his intentions, he says, I'm being maktish everything in my estate, and amongst things on his estate is a cow or goat or sheep. What do we do with the cow or goat or sheep? How do we understand it? Did he mean it to be a carbon or just to be better kabais? Now, just an FYI, there is actually an Isser Torah it's prohibited midoraisa to consecrate an animal that is befitting to be a korban as simply bedeka bias. You're not allowed to do that. You are supposed to, if you're going to give an animal to the base of mikdash, and it could be a korban, it should be given specifically as a korban, not as bedeka bias. But if you would explicitly invest it with just bedeka bias kedusha, that would work. Okay, so our question of mission is: How do we deal with a person who's ambiguous in his intentions toward the livestock that was included in that which he consecrated? So the Mishnah says, "Hamakdish nechasav." If a person consecrates his possessions, v'haisa behen behem ruil and amongst the things that he is consecrating is an animal, let's say it's a sheep, and that sheep could be brought as an offering. So, do we treat it now as he intended it to be an offering or not? So the first sheet is Rabbi Eliezer, who says, no, he didn't mean that. Rabbi Eliezer's basic point is that if a person doesn't specify, he means everything should be treated equally as Bedeka bias, both the livestock as well as all the other articles that he's consecrating. And therefore, under normal circumstances, the base English would be free to just sort of monetize that animal and use the proceeds for whatever it sees fit, um, if it wanted to. The problem is there's this second rule which I mentioned in the previous mission, which is anything that could be brought on the altar um, has must be brought on the altar. Um, so we're going to have to engineer it in such a way that this sheep that he consecrated, although it's just Bedeka Bayes Kedusha, and the basement dish will be able to benefit from the value as it sees fit, still they have to engineer it that aside from getting the value of the animal for buying cleaning supplies to the base of Mikdash or whatever, the animal itself must still end up on the Mizbech. How do they do that? So, Mishnah says, Zacharm in the cables, whether you have male or female livestock, cows, goats, or sheep, included in the in the estate that was consecrated, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, 
Zacharim yimachru v'tzarche olos. You sell the male cow, goat, or sheep to a someone who needs an ola. So, um, and then that person who goes to base Midrash with the commitment to bring an ola, a burnt offering, he will purchase this animal from the base of English and then bring it as an ola. And the base of then gets the money to do with it as, as it sees fit. Unikevos, if they are female animals, so an ola is always a male. That's just the rule. You can't bring a female ola as an individual, and therefore, if it's a female animal, we won't be able to... And we won't be able to bring it as Ola, so instead we bring it, at, it's brought as a Shlamim, and therefore, Yemachru Litzarche Zivche Shlamim. You sell it, the base Midrash will sell it to somebody who needs an animal for a Shlamim offering, and then it'll be brought as a Shlamim offering. Udameyan, and as for the money, meaning the proceeds from the sale of this animal that the base Midrash now receives, Yiplu, Imshar, Nechasim, Lebedek Abayas, it all goes to Bedek Abayas, meaning just goes to the general operating account at the base of English for whatever expenses they need to pay for. Um, just want to make sure one thing was clear. The reason why, an Ola could only be a male, but a Shlum could be a male or a female. The point of a mission here is that if it's male, it should go to be an, an Ola specifically and not a Shlum because the Ola is the higher, better carbon just in as much as it's totally burned and the person bringing it doesn't eat from it, so it's like a more pure complete gift. Okay, so that's Rabbi Eliezer Shita, that if a person includes animals, amongst other things that he's mocked, he consecrates, so then they all are treated equally as Bedek Abayas, and just you have this side rule to deal with, which is since it's Royal Mizbeach, it ends up with Mizbeach, but that's just like a side point. Rabbi Yeshua disagrees. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, it's um, we're going to assume that when a person consecrates his variety of items, if amongst the items are livestock eligible for the to be korban, he meant that those should specifically be brought as korbanos on his behalf. Even though he didn't say that. Of course he meant that, says Rabbi Yeshua. Therefore Rabbi Yeshua says, Zacharm atzman, if there are male livestock, they themselves, yikarvu olos, are brought as olos. And unakelos, if they are female, so you can't bring it as an ola. Now we assume that since the guy is trying to give a gift to Hashem, so to speak, he didn't intend it to be a shlamim, which is like a funny gift, as much as it comes back to you to eat, in large part. And therefore, we'll assume that when he gave it as a nekeva, he meant to invest this female animal with kedushas damim, this extrinsic kedusha, but d- money that's earmarked to be used for an ola. And therefore, yimachru, the female animals will be sold to other persons who come to the base of English who need to purchase for their consideration, whatever it is. And then with the money proceeds that the base English receives from the sale of that female animal, they will purchase other male sheep or goats or a bull and bring that as an ola to fulfill the spirit of what this person intended, which is to invest it with the Kedusha to be brought as a korban, as an ola. Ushar Nechasim, as for everything else, so that... Yiplu lebedek abayas, like everything, like consistent with the previous, the cups and pens and whatever else was in the guy's gifting to the base of English, that goes just lebedek abayas for them to monetize through their gift shop and eBay site or whatever it is, and use the proceeds for whatever they see fit. Therefore, we have a base of machlokas. If you include animals, if animals are included, do you look at them as specifically meant to be 
that it combines like everything else and no differentiation? Or do we differentiate and say the animals were meant to be excluded and brought us korbanos? Rabbi Yeshua says that you do differentiate and Rabbi Eliezer says you don't differentiate. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva, who actually was a student of both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Eliezer was sort of from the Beishamai side and Rabbi Yeshua from the Beishilla side. Rabbi Akiva learned from both of them. And he says, Roa ani es divrei Rabbi Eliezer medivrei Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Akiva says, I'm partial to Rabbi Eliezer's approach. Rabbi Eliezer hishve es midaso. Rabbi Eliezer uses a uniform measurement. That's a literal translation. That means that he's not... This is like, you know, this presages Occam's razor, if you will. Rabbi, Yeshua has, Rabbi Kiva is saying, if he only said one thing, why in the world would we impute meaning of two separate meanings to a sentence? He said, I give everything in my possession to the base of Mikdash as Hekdash. Why in the world would we say he meant everything except for the animals, and those aren't just to be for Bedeka bias, those should be for Karbanos. No, he meant everything's Bedeka bias, one and the same, painting with a single brush. And Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Akiva says, Rabbi Yeshua, chalak. Rabbi Yeshua bifurcates, he splits the guy's sentiment. When he said, I'm giving it to the base of English, he says, it depends if it was for the Bedek Abayas, then it's Bedek Abayas. If it's an animal, then it should be for a korban. So Rabbi Akiva, I don't like that, because he didn't say that. I would just go for the simpler approach that seems more reasonable to me, and that's what we, we should assume that he meant. Halacha will be like Rabbi Akiva, meaning like Rabbi Eliezer, that we don't differentiate, and anything that's given is given as Bedek Abayas, even the animals. I'm Rabbi Papas, Rabbi Papias, he says, Shamati He says, I actually have heard explanations which consist with both of the approaches of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. He says, it just depends. If a person is explicit when he consecrates his items, and he says, my livestock and my other possessions to the base of Mikdash. So since he specifically mentioned that he was aware that livestock was being included, and yet he didn't differentiates the treatment of the livestock from the other items. So then we can assume he was painting with a single brush. He meant it all to be Bedeka bias, including the livestock, and therefore the din would be Kredivir Rebbe Eliezer. Maybe it's a little counterintuitive, but just think it through. That's what, that's what he understands it to mean. Um, and Vahamaktish Stam, on the other side, if a person just says, I'm giving everything to, of mine to the base of English without mentioning anything about the livestock. So now we don't know what he meant. And it's, according to Rav Papias, it's safe to assume, Kediv Rebbe Yehoshua, that he meant the livestock should be treated in the best way it could be treated, which is to be brought as the Torah wants it to be, as olos, as opposed to just, you know, better goodbyes, which you're not supposed to do and have to monetize and then purchase the olos. What would he want that? That's not what he meant. Of course, he meant that it should be done the right way the first time. That's Rebbe Papias' understanding of when Rebbe Yehoshua would be the halacha. However, like I said, the halacha is like Rebbe Yekiva, meaning like Rebbe Yezer, which means if you don't specify, you say everything's to be better goodbyes, it all goes to better goodbyes, um, and you don't carve out the animals specifically.